Hello and welcome to Leader Talk with Fintan Duffy. Well, this edition of the podcast is a feature on ladies football in Longford. We'll be joined by the County Board Chairman Tommy Donoghue and Liam Ford, one of the founding members of ladies football in Longford back in 1982. We'll also hear how Longford Slashes are getting on, developing their ladies football teams. With me here now to discuss uh, the development of ladies football here in Longford for the Leader Talk panel this week. I'm joined by Liam Ford, one of the men that was at the coalface at the beginning of all of this way back in the 80s. And of course, uh, the current uh, chairman of Longford Ladies, that's uh, Tommy Donoghue. You're both very welcome to the programme. Thank you. Now, Liam, can I start with you first? Yes. When was it? 82 or thereabouts? When 82, all this... January 82. Right. And what, what was the, the scene at that time then um, in terms of getting ladies football up and running? It, uh, there was teams before that, you know, they were playing like in friendly games and things like that. But then in 82, the whole thing was developed throughout Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, we was called like to form a, a, a committee here in Longford, which we did do. The clubs formed their own committees. Mm. In January '82, then the county board was formed. In January '82, and okay. then it took off from that. Then clubs was notified all over. Yeah. The men's clubs was notified to get the girls involved. And how difficult was that to to get that sort of structure up and running? Then it was very difficult in the beginning. Mm. Very difficult. And but why it, was that? What was the stumbling block at the time? Well, a lot of hard years to try to get it off the ground. Yeah. Do you know? To get it into the clubs it's and get into them the clubs and yeah. get them involved in it and work at it, work hard at it. Right. Yeah. And was there any resistance in clubs? Well, there was, yes. Yeah. Throughout the county, throughout the country, there was, yes. Right. And why was yes. that? Why, why would, would clubs not want more people involved uh, on the playing side of things? In well, maybe they thought it was going to be a, a, challenge, to a challenge to them, things yeah. like that, you know. Okay. We had a lot of opposition throughout the country in different counties. Yeah, you know. And of course, just thinking back to uh, that time, there was no um, showpiece in Croke Park on the television to, I suppose, spread the message of what was happening. You know, it m- might have been very difficult to sell the message of ladies' football. Maybe more so then than it is now. Oh, it was very yeah. difficult. We had to work hard at it. Yeah, very hard. And how many clubs, I suppose, at the start? It's in Longford. Yeah. I think it was 14. 14. Yeah, at right. the start. And how many now? How many, Tommy? How many now? We have 11 clubs at present. Mm. Right. Mm. And they're all operating at underage level and... They're all, yeah, they're all operating. We have competitions uh, from under tw- from under 12 mm. right up to uh, intermediate and senior. Right. And in, in terms of the grade then at, at county level, uh, what do, is Longford an intermediate team? Longf- yeah, Longford is graded at uh, intermediate, uh, both in Leinster and in the All-Ireland uh, uh, Championship. Mm. Basically, um, the Leinster Championship, uh, we have uh, Longford against Westmead in the Leinster Intermediate Final on the 27th of June Right. here in Pears Park. Uh, we beat Kilkenny in the semi-final and uh, Westmead got a bye. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the Leinster Intermediate uh, grade in, in, uh, Wexford uh, dropped down to junior this year. Wexford were always very strong at Intermediate but mm-hmm. again they're team building again now. Right. So they have faded out with a pitcher uh, this year. 
Uh, also, Wicklow won the the junior last year, and they'll be coming up to intermediate as well. So, Longford have been doing well in the intermediate, and that this is our third. This will be our third uh, Leinster final in a row, and uh, we're hoping to uh, complete uh, three in a row success. And just to explain that, because the Leinster Championship result doesn't dictate what happens in the All Ireland. In other words, it's not the same that you qualify no. in the Leinster. Yeah. No. When the when the Leinster final is over, that's your Leinster competition completed in intermediate. So then there's an All Ireland intermediate um, championship after that. Right. And there's two groups. We're in the group along with uh, Antrim. We're in with Kilkenny, uh, Roscommon, and uh, Waterford. Right. So. The other group then consists of Cavan, Fermanagh, Westmead, uh, London is in it, um, and basically the top two in each group play off in the semi-finals. And how competitive is it at at, at that grade? How, I mean, are, well, they, are all the clubs and counties uh, well organised to produce strong county teams? Oh yeah, so like uh, like Cavan, Cavan and Fermanagh would be very very strong. Mm. You know, like Longford would be. Longford will be hauling their own against Fermanagh, Cavan, Waterford, uh, Westmead. Uh, are, every team there is in around the one grade. You know, there's no real strong team in it. Although, having said that, Cavan, you know, weren't in directing last year for uh, All Ireland honours, and, you know, they have uh, won Division 3 of the National League this year. Mm. They beat us convincingly in, in uh, Kilo earlier on in the league, but. Um, you know, it's the early days in the league last February, March, you know, next September is the day when you want to be really uh, putting on your best clothes. Yeah, and we remember that game against Fermanagh last year. Um, that was just such a bizarre uh, game. It was there for Longford to take, but just unfortunately missed out. Well, that was our second year in, in a row in an All-Ireland semi-final. The previous year, you know, we started in a whirlwind fashion against Clare. Uh, it took much the same trend, like we were against Fermanagh last year we were uh, 1-8 to a point up after 15 minutes mm. and uh, for some unknown reason the bottom fell over and, and uh, we let Fermanagh back into it and Fermanagh came back to within 3 or 4 points by half time and they were more eager to win it in the second half and they went on to win it mm. Yeah. so like our girls you know hopefully they have learned the lesson from the last two years and we'd be hoping to reach an All-Ireland final this year all right. And um, if we can just go back to you, Liam, uh, in terms of the national organisation, uh, do, do counties like Longford get much of a, uh, you know, much of a hand in terms of uh, people in, in the national organisation helping out? Or what's, how does all that work? Oh, they do, yeah. Mm. They do. They get help from the national, from our section of it, like from Crow Park. Yeah. From the ladies' section, they do. Right. Yeah. And in terms of that organisation, I know from dealing with them mm. over the years, it's really come on leaps and bounds. It has. Yeah. It has. Um, in the 80s, like, you know, things started to take off in the mid-80s. And then, you know, the men's clubs then were in along us. And mm. We had a good relationship with them and we have a good relationship with them now, like, you know. Yeah. It mu- must uh, have been a great help um, to promote mm. ladies' football, to see... Um, you know, a crowd in Croke Park on yes. All Ireland final day yeah. and some great football to watch. Yes. In in um ninety six we got to the All Ireland junior final mm. and we brought between five and six thousand to Croke Park from Longford West. Yeah. 
and we were beaten that day by Clare 5-9 to 4-9 mm-hmm. and we swore then that the above in Croke Park would come back the following year yeah. and we did we came back the following year and we won Leinster it was a straight through like it, there was no back door nothing in them days right we had to win Leinster straight out to get through and we did and we bet New York below in Bannisloe in the All-Ireland semi-final mm-hmm. and we got to Croke Park and we met Tyrone in the final and we won it by four or five pints yeah. in Croke Park where again we had five or six thousand supporters with us and that must have then helped it to boost the whole thing there. The whole yes thing boost, yeah. it did yeah. did you find Massive. that after that more people became involved involved in it yes yeah. everybody wanted to know ladies football then yeah you know. And I'm sure too in the clubs um, to get the clubs themselves, the the, the you know the the, the um, men's clubs to get them to take it on board. I suppose the bit of success yes. helped. Oh God, I it did. Yeah. Oh God, I. So that has improved. It has improved by hundred percent. Yeah. Yes, massive improvement on it. And Tommy, just in, in relation to um, the teams and getting players, keeping the the talent coming through. What's that process like? Is it difficult to hold on to the core of a team over the years? Well, you know, uh, I suppose our intermediate team this year hasn't changed that very much uh, over the last uh, couple of years. Having said that, you know, girls from one year to another, you know, they're at school and they get their holidays and if a job comes up in England or America or they get the chance to go to Australia, they'll go for the summer and you tend to lose some girls like uh, every year. Uh, but the backup that you know that we have uh, here in Longford and, and there's a great uh, interest in uh, from under 10, uh, under 12 and uh, you know we'd run a couple of blitzes throughout the year, you know, Drumlish, Owen Drumlish or Owen Kilore over in Ballymahan. Uh, for under tens and under twelves, and the the turnout there is 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 really encouraging. Like, and these little girls seem to love it and and enjoy it. Um, and you know, the skill that they do display is 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 something else. Because uh, at any under twelve or under fourteen final, there the the parents and the crowd that come to see it always go away very very happy. You know, and they're very impressed with with the skill and that. But you know, there's great people involved in, in, in Longford Ladies Football uh, here because, you know, with the likes of Liam here, you know, who was involved in 1982 at the start-up, came back this year and uh, himself and, and Tom O'Reilly up there from Cullum Kill and Amanda O'Hara and Don Gorman uh, out there in Drumlish, they have brought this under-14 team, you know, to a third Leinster final. We were beaten by Wexford, a, a very strong Wexford team in the final, and now we have went on and reached the All-Ireland Shield final next Sunday against Leitrim. And that's going to be a cracking game because, you know, we, we played Leitrim in a challenge earlier on in the year and uh, nothing separated us at the end of 70 minutes and uh, there's going to be the very same next Sunday. But as I say, like we have great people there as well at under-16 level. We have Michael Mulvey there and we have Eileen Hegarty, Andrew Kavanagh, we have Enda Williams there and, and uh, Ambrose McGowan and, and Anthony Maguire and uh, even Mary Kieran there be involved with, with the under-12s uh, as well. So, like, there's gr- we have great people that's interested in developing these young players and uh, bringing them on and bringing them to a level where they can compete at county level at uh, under-14, under-16, minor and then on an inter- intermediate. But yeah. And, you know, uh, Liam, I, was, I happened to be up in, um, in Slashers and we'll be hearing a little bit about that uh, later on in, in, in the podcast, but I was up there the other night and you had 
camogie on on one pitch. You yeah. had the young fellas playing on the other side. And in the middle then, there was the ladies doing their thing. So it was great for them. They seemed to say, well, it's great that we can play among ourselves and not have to have mixed games and all that kind yes, of stuff. Yes, it is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that goes on in the clubs. Out of Monadoff, it's the same. Yeah. You know, you can have the minor club training, senior club training, yeah. and we're training as well along with them. Yeah, and I, I, would, you know, I, I, I get the impression, though, yeah. that it's a very positive thing for a club to encourage ladies football because it brings more individuals uh, into the club you know, and they have a real involvement in the club. Oh yes, and it brings a, a, a great atmosphere into the club too as well. Yeah. You know, a family atmosphere into the club when you have the girls involved. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the parents are there, like, you know, grandparents even and all like that would be there along with them. Yeah. Uh, down through the years and it has brought a great, and you know, men's football, like in the 90s there, the county board here was very good to us. Mm. The Joe Ward and people like that was very good to us. Yeah. And they helped us out in every possible way they could. And where yeah. where can it go from here, do you think? Where where can it develop ladies football? Uh, I mean, get uh, more clubs involved? More clubs involved. Hard work. It takes a lot of hard work. Yeah. Ladies football now is completely different than boys or men's football. Yeah. You have to work at 24 hours a day, mm. near enough. Yeah. They keep it going. Yeah. You can't walk away from it. Yeah. You must work with it all the time. And uh, Tommy, I, I've had involvement um, through the, the local radio station over the years with Monaghan as they were playing and they were winning All-Irelands and getting yeah. to All-Irelands and all that kind of stuff. And uh, They're operating at a different grade, but is that the, is that the, the, the vision? Is that the, the, the view to take Longford up to the, the senior grade? Oh yeah, without a doubt, like we'd be hoping, as I say, this year to, to try and win the intermediate All Ireland and get uh, promoted into senior level because you know, if you know every every girl's uh, ambition and every girl's target is to you know win a senior All Ireland medal, and uh, in order to do that, you have to be playing, you know, you have to be playing the likes of Mio's, Manahans, Galways, and and uh, Corks and and Kerry's like to to compete at that level, so. Like, you know, we are holding our own, as I said earlier on, with, with the cabins and Fermanas and Waterfords and, and uh, that. So, like, we'd be keeping our fingers crossed that this year, you know, that we will win this Intermediate All-Ireland and, and uh, get promoted into senior level because it can only do the game good in Longford as well and get, you know, as Liam says there earlier on, you know, we have 12 clubs. Uh, there's no reason why, you know, we should have a ladies' club in, in, in Granard or a ladies' club in Ballymahan. Uh, you know, Slashers formed uh, the club there two years ago. Uh, they started off at under 12 and under 14. Now they're competing at under 12, under 14 and under 16. Mm. So, like, and, as, you know, all in all, uh, in the county, I'd say, at the moment, we have between 550 and 600 girls playing football. Wow. That's a, that's a huge it's number, Liam. Huge numbers, right. Yeah. And you could hardly have thought that back in 1982 no, when you were starting could up. could not, it's right. Yeah. Definitely not. It has improved in, you know, it's gone up all the time. Mm. Numbers are going up all the time. And of course it's been played in the schools too. In the schools, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We went to the schools, like, in the beginning we went into the schools and encouraged it in the schools. Yeah. And then when they won the Junior Cup in 97, we brought it around the county into the schools and that right. helped an awful lot too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, stepping up to that grade, mm. as Tommy was saying there, it's uh, however hard it is to keep the current setup going, it's another... A uh, whole new um, form of business to try and operate in the senior grade. It, it is. Yeah, we tried it after winning the junior All Ireland, but our team was very young at that particular time. Yeah, a lot of young players on at 15, 16 years of age. Yeah, you know, 
And when we went up into the senior, it was a big shock, like, you know. In what, in what way? What, what uh, was the difference? Strong teams were stronger. Yeah. More developed. Yes. Yeah, at, at and older, level. I suppose. And older. Yeah. The Monaghan's and the, the Mayo's, the Leash, Dublin, all them teams, like, you yeah. know, they were well-developed teams. Yeah, I remember the Monaghan team yeah. that was so successful. And uh, they were had, a brilliant team. You yeah. had, you know, mothers mm. of three playing right. alongside, you know, yeah. 16-year-olds. It was McInespy's. Uh, that's yes. right, yes. Brenda yes. McInespy, yeah. 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 yeah, and then you had, um, on the Leash team, you had Sue Ramsbottom and them players. Sue was... Yeah a magic player like you know yeah and yeah. I suppose they were there for years and yes, that years bring, bring yeah. on the, yeah. the younger players as yeah. well then yeah but uh, going back now to around the 14 team yeah we're, we're in the final on Sunday uh-huh. and these little girls has worked extremely hard mm. and I want to thank the people out there in, in, in Fathermine Gales we made that place our home over the last few months yeah. in preparing this team for this All-Ireland Packy Duffy the chairman of it and People like that was very kind to us out there. Mm-hmm. And you need that support, yeah, Tommy, do. don't you? You need yes. that. Oh, well, you do, like because, mm. you know, uh, uh, ladies football, like we have no uh, ground that we can call our own. Oh, and we're, yeah. we're, 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 de- we're depending on, we say, mm. uh, the likes of clubs like Kena, which Kena has been very, very good to us over the last few years. You know, have, they've allowed us to train out there during the winter months and use the small ground with the lights in it. Uh, Monaduff, uh Frank Kieran and Dolores Owen Kilo there, like yeah. they let us use Kilo there for, for the league games. Uh, all clubs, you know, when we go to them asking them, can we use their grounds? They're very, very, very willing and forthcoming to accommodate us. And, you know, we're, that's who we're depending on. And, you know, we're very, very lucky here in Langford that we have clubs that, you know, will accommodate us and will oblige us by giving us their grounds whenever they're available for training and for matches so like every club in the county I can honestly say you know whenever we do approach them for the grounds let it be for training or for a match at underage level or senior level you know if it's available there's no problem whatsoever in giving it to us because it can be difficult especially during the winter for you know the lads want to let the pitches Mm. rest and things like that but we had no problems like you know yeah no problems in that way yeah, right. you know they were very good to us. Tommy says, yeah, and lining the pitches, everything like that for us. Couldn't you know have, having a perfect on, on the day of the game, like you know they're okay. very good that way for us. So uh, Liam, yeah. then looking mm. into the future and looking forward, mm. um, what would be the target then in terms of getting more clubs involved and getting more players through the system as well? I mean, is there is there a view that that needs to be done? Oh, there is. I yeah. think if underage football. In Longford, like, you know, the under-12s, that age group, yeah. under-14s. There's, there's still a bit of work to be done there, like, you know, mm. in development, bring them on. And hopefully we intend to do that over the winter. Right. You know, uh, bring them in at, from the age of 10 upwards, you know, and yeah. try and develop the game w- with them, because they are our future. And yes. them, the game a day. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. And hopefully now on Sunday, if we're successful on Sunday, that'll be a massive boost to underage football in Longford. Because mm-hmm. we, again, we'll bring it around to the schools and show the, the children in the schools what can be done. Yeah. You know. And um, just mm. finally, again to you, uh, Tommy, I suppose mm. success breeds success. And it'd make the job of spreading the word about ladies football in Longford all the easier if mm. you did have a high profile success like that. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Because uh, at the end of the day, you know, 
while every girl there is playing for the enjoyment of it and you know we encourage all girls you know just to go and enjoy their game and uh, do the best they can uh, um, at the end of the day like it would be a massive uh, a massive boost for Longford ladies football uh, if they were to capture this under 14 shield next Sunday because you know all these girls will be going back to school, uh, let it be Monday and Tuesday, and saying, well, you know, they're playing an All-Ireland final and uh, t- they had a, a great time and whatever, and they enjoyed it. And, you know, their friends will begin to say, then, well, I wonder, you know, maybe go down to the, come down to the pitch and we'll learn you how to play football mm. if you're not playing football. But uh, like as Liam says there, um, you know, over the win- over the winter months, uh, f- from next September to, to February or March, we're hoping to, to run indoor ladies uh, blitzes right. uh, throughout the county. And uh, you know, our aim as well is to is to introduce uh, an under ten uh, competition uh, next year as well mm. for girls. Like you know, uh, as I said, they're playing under eights and under tens, but we haven't got a competition. Four under eights and tens. Right. Uh, but as I say, when they get on to the under twelves and fourteens, uh, it's competitive there. So, like, our aim, as Liam says, there would be maybe to increase the clubs, maybe from twelve up to fourteen, and uh, get more girls involved in playing football and uh, enjoying it. And uh, at the end of the day, it's it's all about enjoying the the, the sport, mm. and that's what we be hoping that you know we'd increase the clubs from 12 to 14 because club football in in Longford is very very competitive uh, uh, so it is at every grade and uh, we've seen only a couple of years ago Clungish went on uh, to an all got to an all Ireland uh, semi final uh, in the senior ladies so mm. like you know while we're only an intermediate county some of our clubs can compete at senior level when they go into Leinster and all Ireland Okay. All right. Well, the very now, best of luck with the, uh, with the yeah. yes, Liam. And one final note is yeah. the, uh, the interest in this final is huge because uh-huh. we have girls out on holidays, out abroad, and they're coming back for the game and going back again on Monday. Wow. Fair and that's some commitment. Yeah. Fair you know, yeah. Ellie Cullum is one, and Amanda Cassidy is coming back Monday, Saturday morning, players uh-huh. like that. Uh, Lynn, Lynn Gregg is below in, in the Gale Talk, and she's coming for it. Right. You know, that, that shows the... The commitment. Uh, yeah. I think just on a final note there, yeah. and Liam, I'd say you're just yeah. trying to to, yeah. to uh, thank the parents of these yes, girls. The parents, because yes. only for the parents yes. to bring these girls to training yeah. Yeah. at whatever mm. venue, at whatever time, mm. to have them there 15 or 20 mm. minutes before the time, mm. come back and collect them and bring them home, bring them to matches, you know. Uh, I want to take this opportunity at this stage, you know, yeah, to thank too. all these parents. And as Liam says there, like uh, young Ellie Cullum out in Spain mm. at the minute on her holidays, she went out there only on Wednesday mm. and her mother and father are bringing her back Sunday for the match Incredible, and yeah. going mm. back out again then on Monday. Mm. So like that, it's uh, some commitment from nice. them parents to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And all the parents t- throughout the last, since March. Last we, March, Liam, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Is the support that they give us? It's yeah. great to see all these parents driving in with their children. It mm. gives you a great lift. Yeah, can't be done without them. It can't be done without them. We want to thank them really from the bottom of our hearts for what they've done. Okay, down through the years, not just now. A long way, long way back yeah. from the start. Oh. Yes. All right, to yeah. Liam Ford mm. and to Tommy Donahue. Thanks very much for being with us. Thanks thank very much very yourself, much. Thank you.
Well, as we mentioned earlier, let's hear now from one of those clubs that are operating in Longford. And we've been speaking to the chairman of Longford Slashers, that's Niall Phillips, and also one of those who's been involved with the club since the beginning three years ago. That's Antoinette O'Brien. We were up and running about three years. We just decided as parents just to um, get something going for the girls. Um, a lot of them didn't want to be playing with the boys' football. So when we started off, we had um, under 10s, under 12s and up to under 14. And in the last three years now, we've got from under 10s to under 16s. And uh, hopefully we'll progress to having a senior team. Um, we are involved in the uh, the leagues within the county and in our first year our under 12s reached the final and won the B final that year and we were in the final of the B league last year and runners up to Edgerstown. Um So you have a lot of numbers involved and you have a lot of people to uh, get through training and uh, keep, keep tabs on in terms of the organisation of ladies football in the club. We train two nights a week. We split it into two groups, the under-14s and under-16s train on a Thursday night and we have the under-12s training on a Friday night and our under-10s and under-8s have just started to join in on a Friday night as well. And you have representation at county level now as well? We do. We're delighted to have a number of our players involved with the county. We have three players involved in the under-16 team, three with the under-14 team and we had an under-12 blitz at the weekend in Carlow and four of our players were involved in that. I'm sure it's a good thing for the club itself because you're a long time associated with this club and your family indeed but to have all of these different things going on now like as we stand here we've camogie to our right we have football for the boys to our left and here we have the ladies behind us so there's a lot more people and a lot more different people involved in the club now. Yeah, it's great to see something for the girls on their own um, that they can come up here and be involved in training and just to be mixing with um, all the other families that are in the in the club. Um, it's like everything though, that it needs parents to stay involved and to help out with all the training and um, to commit to going to matches and support the kids. Is that something you've had a problem with here? I think it's like everything else, that parents are busy and um, it's just a matter of organising and asking people to come up. Anyone we ask are very good and they do get involved, but it is great when people volunteer to come and help, whether it be supervising a training or very helping to get people to matches. Right, and I'm sure just like that, getting parents involved and getting kids as well to, to come and play, uh, you, you, there's an open invitation there for them to come to Slashers to do that. Absolutely, any parent that wants to get involved and help out would be much appreciated. We, we, we recognised, a number of us had, had recognised a sort of a gap that, that was existed there for ladies football, uh, you know, within the club. Because a lot of girls are actually playing uh, school or school football with, with the boys. But just to give a, a sort of unique experience for girls to play alongside each other. So that was identified about three years ago uh, and a group has got together and we formed a club. Now, how difficult has it been to get this off the ground? In other words, to get the numbers in and get the people here to help? It's, 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 it was difficult at the start to, to get the girls interested because uh, some of the girls in the parish are playing with other clubs that are already established. But uh, once, once we got up in goal, the, the girls showed great enthusiasm. Uh, we've, we've had lots of volunteers, with great help from Andrew Cavanagh and Paddy O'Connor. Uh, they, they've been terrific to us uh, throughout, throughout the three years with their coaching skills and Paddy himself and Andy are very good with, with, the, with the girls so they've been a great help to us. So what uh, sort of teams do you field now? What age groups are you dealing with? Well, uh, the, the, We have an under 16 team now, uh, we have an under 14, we have under 12s uh, and under 10s are underway at the moment and all in all we have about 90 girls registered now with the club. Now, what's the progression then from these early stages? Do, do you move into ranks of junior, intermediate? What's the story? No, uh, uh, well, at the moment, I mean, under 16, uh, we're competing against all other clubs within the county. 
Uh, we don't have a senior club as yet because the 16 team we have now hopefully will be the senior club of, of the future or the senior team of the future. So we, we compete with all our clubs in the county at under 16, under 14 and 12 level. How are you getting on at that? Uh, we're, we're doing very well. There's, you can see the progression every year. I mean, our under 16 girls uh, won, a, won their first games of the, uh, this year. Uh, so it's been very tough and competitive because that under 16 team is made up of a number of under 14 girls as well. Uh, but the under 14s and 12s are doing very well. So we can see the progression and we progress over the three years. So it's, it's, it's looking good and we're optimistic. And what about involvement then at, at county stage and at county level? We, we, we have an, a number of girls uh, in the county under 14 team. Uh, and I won't name them now because I'm, I'm sure they miss out on one. But they're competing and they're, and they're playing with the county uh, at that level. So it's very, very good. And we have a couple of girls under the 16 county panel as well. For Slashers as a club, uh, what does it mean to have this sort of activity going on? Because as you mentioned there, there's camogie on here to our left. There's all sorts of football going on to our right. And here in the middle, it's the, the girls having their go. Yeah, well, the, the problem we have this evening, Fintan, is, is getting room with the pitches. Yeah. Because the top pitch has been, has been redeveloped there. The, the minor pitch has been redeveloped. But uh, as you can see there, there's under eight, under six boys, the camogies up there, and we have a mixture here this evening of under 16, under 14, under 12 girls. So it's, it's, it's terrific for the club. I think it's terrific for Longford Slashers, especially you know, with, with the town and, and, and the size of the town, to, to actually offer Gaelic football for girls uh, to play in, in a girls' league. So that's, we're, we're very optimistic and we're delighted with the progress. And is there much help in terms from the county board or anything like that to get uh, this off the ground? Yeah, the county board, uh, Tommy Donohue and the county board, they've been very helpful to us uh, from, from day one. Uh, and in fairness to Slashers, the, the minor club, the, the, the boys' minor club as well, have been very, very helpful to us in helping us with funding and uh, and, and the, the expertise that they bring to the game as well. So everyone has been a great help, and the county board have been terrific to us. OK. Just uh, finally, the competitions that you'll, you'll play this summer, what, what, what are they? Well, at, at the moment, well, the under-16, the, the girls' league is sort of on standstill now until the junior start is over. But uh, we're competing at under-14 league and the under-12 league as well. Okay. And and there are blitzes then going out throughout the summer as well, so it's it's going well. All right. And uh, the the girls can't ever say that they've been left out of the GEA equation anymore, sure they can't. No, absolutely not, because I think I think uh, ladies uh, uh, Gaelic football uh, throughout the country is 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 a huge uh, phenomenon now, and it's grown in success uh, year after year. So we're just delighted here, Lanford Slashers, to be able to offer girls that unique opportunity to play Gaelic football. Well, next on Leader Talk, we want to take a quick look at some of the stories that have been making the headlines on the pages of the Longford Leader this week. Going through those for us is Leader Reporter Alva Gillespie. Right, first, uh, Alva, let's take a look at some of the stories that have been making news in Longford in recent days. And um, on the planning front, we have a delay on the big decision for the uh, Tesco development in Longford Town. Yes, and Board Planala has deferred its verdict on this appeal on the proposed 22,191 square foot shopping centre in, in Great Water Street in Longford Town, as well as the out-of-town retail store for Tesco on the Ballinalee Road. The appeal was deferred due to uh, a backlog in cases and it will go ahead now till August 9th next. Um, last week, Aldi was refused planning permission for a second out-of-town store at the N4 Access Centre. So speculation is rife that this may affect the verdict on this second appeal. Uh, it was appealed by the Longford Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Luke Baxter, Jimmy Savage, Sean Savage and Patricia Devine. And um, 
Longford Chamber of Commerce said in a letter that they advise an objection to any proposal which encourages a major convenience anchor to relocate onto an out-of-town site away from Longford Town. Speaking exclusively to the leader last winter, Pat Ridge, one of the developers with Soden Ward, said, The town is at a perilous point at this moment and something has to be done. It's a fabulous town for manufacturing, but it's a travesty that people that come and work in Longford do not live and spend here. So I suppose that's the that's the big one, both politically and from a planning point of view in Longford. There's lots of people with views on, on the whole development of that Tesco site. Yes, politicians and people and business people in the town alike are divided. Some feel that the centre really needs a rejuvenation, but others are arguing that we have the big white elephant of the empty McNamara shopping centre sitting beside the cinema. All right. Okay. let's uh, take a look at another uh, story, certainly uh, dominating headlines in Longford. That's the threat to uh, Mullingar Hospital and the A&E. And we have a protest march coming up on that front. Yes, hundreds of people are expected to attend this Saturday's march in Mullingar to protest against any reduction in services in Mullingar Regional Hospital. The campaign um, against speculated cuts has gathered momentum in the past week with over 200 people signing an online petition against any cuts and large numbers are expected to travel from Longford to the event. Much controversy has surrounded the future of the Westmead Hospital in recent weeks amid deepening concerns about the future of its Accident and Emergency Services Department. And of course this is a story that has been replicated all over the country in recent years and now it's our turn to start hearing about plans for uh, maybe it's downgrading, maybe it's closing and then the HSC saying all the time we have no plans in that regard at all. So it's a, it's a you know, it, we've heard all this before. The HSC are in total denial and uh, there's talk that they're hiring more junior doctors and that the, they're appealing for more junior doctors. But um, it doesn't look good for the Accident and Emergency Services Department at this stage. All right, let's uh, move next to a new development in Longford. That was the official opening of the Canal Studio in Backstage Theatre. What's that all about? This is a rehearsal studio workshop space and further down the lane, a second performance space for those that work with backstage theatre. In the last few years, um, backstage theatre have hosted some of the best known theatre companies in Ireland, renowned singers, as well as local theatre and musical groups. Among the first to use this space will be a production of Philadelphia, Here I Come, which has been directed by local man Noel Strange and auditions for this are taking place at the moment. Mr Mary Hannafin opened Canal Studios and uh, she paid major tributes to it saying that it was wonderful that it was located on the grounds of Longford Slashers GA. She said here you have the marrying of two cultures between sport and theatre. It was an ingenious idea to put the theatre in place which is already popular where you have a thoroughput of people coming in. Now let's uh, get on our bike uh, for charity and uh, the big charity cycle for MS Ireland uh, is coming up shortly. Yes, it's going to begin at the Mile Complex in Longford on Sunday, June 27th. This is targeting families, recreational cyclists as well as professional cyclists. For the more enthusiastic cyclists, there is a 50km route and for families and recreational cyclists, there's a 10k and a 30k route. Uh, The Attic Youth Cafe in Longford, which works with lots of young people, is all also going to benefit from this cycle if you'd like to sign up for the event you can contact 043 33 434314 or email info at longfordsports.ie ahead of the event other initiatives have been coordinated including the cycle safe program in local primary schools which is being supported by longford county council and the spin and train sessions with the Midrest Road Club. Uh, the spin and train sessions are available to adults over the age of 18 and they meet every Tuesday at 7pm at the Market Square.
All right. And uh, finally, changes for the setup for the 2010 Longford Marathon. Yes, it's actually turned into a festival weekend. Speaking at the launch last week, Father Kieran McGovern, who is a keen runner, said that on the Friday there'll be a 5km event. On the Saturday, August 27th, there will be athletics for children in St. Mel's College and there will also be music throughout the weekend. On Sunday, they will hold their marathon as well as a half marathon and a relay. He said it's shaping up to be a fine weekend of athletics and socialising. Some other changes is that this year, Pat the Baker have taken over as sponsors for the event and the Nile Mallon Trust have also joined forces with the Marathon Committee to use the event as a fundraiser. The Marathon is also once again associated with St Christopher's in Longford and the enthusiastic crowd were informed that the motto for the Longford Marathon is as always that it is the friendly marathon in the heart of Ireland. For further information on the Longford Marathon log on to www.longfordmarathon.com Alright Alva thanks for that. And that's Leader Talk for this week. Don't forget you can now download this podcast directly from iTunes. We're back with another edition of Leader Talk on June the 25th. And in the meantime, you can keep up to date with all the news in Longford on our website. That's www.longfordleader.ie. So until next time, from Finton Duffy, it's bye-bye.